Welcome to Understanding Content, a podcast by Simon Anderson and myself, Sean Aylmer, the principals of Aylmer Anderson. Welcome, Simon. Hi, Sean. Today's topic is all about generating ideas. We'll start with a story about a guy that both of us worked with at Fairfax for many, many years. He loved a good idea and he used to have this way of saying to his underlings, which were us, go into a room, spend 30 minutes and come up with 10 great ideas. We'd spend the 30 minutes coming up with 10 ideas and he used to get up, walk into the room, see the ideas, rub them all off the board, drive us mad as we're sitting there watching him destroy all our good work over the last 30 minutes and then say, let's start again. Now, I think he was probably, he liked the process as much as the outcome. I think the idea too was that generating ideas is a, uh, is a skill and it needs to be practised. And so by making us do it over and over and over again, you get better and better at generating smarter ideas and more clever ideas. And you often recycle the stuff you came up with the first time. But redoing things and practising ideas generation was the key. He was also famous, this guy, for making sure we had 30 front pages ready over Christmas time just in case nothing, no news broke during the December-January period. So literally by the time we went on Christmas, there'd be something like 40 to 60 front page stories ready to go. Anyway, we'll, many of these ideas actually based off, off the teachings of that guy and uh, we're thinking about it as, as the 10 principles of ideas generation. The first of those, do you know your audience? Simon. Understanding the needs of your audience is critical. So the first thing that you need to do before creating any content or creating any ideas is come to an understanding of what your audience needs, who they are, what they need, what they're doing, why they need it, how they operate. I think great content has to be targeted to an audience and great ideas have to be targeted to an audience. Otherwise, you're sending out content to a social media network of millions of people, but really you're only targeting a tiny, tiny minority of those people and you're wasting a lot of effort. So first principle, know your audience. So it's almost a truism though to say you should know your audience before you start writing to them, but how you figure out your audience is the tricky bit. So there's a few different ways you can go about getting to know your audience. The best one is is talking to them. The best one's talking to them directly, but often it's tricky to do that. So what we we what we often advise people to do is talk to the people in an organisation that are closest to the audience. It's usually your sales team, maybe a call centre. These are the people that are closest to your audience. So they're the the next best thing to talking to an audience directly is talking to the people that talk to the audience every day. Um, the other thing to do is to watch the audience's behaviour. So this is uh, the you know, sort of classic marketing, and we're not marketers, but watching the behaviours of your audience, what they're doing, what they're reading on your site and social media, um, but also what questions they're asking when they go to feedback and review sites, what, um, you know, what they're saying about you. So understanding their behaviours their activities is crucial to understanding the audience. And this morphs into the second principle, which we say is listening to the audience. So once you talk to them, you need to listen to their feedback. And you can do that via social media sites and analytics and data. But you really have to hear what they have to say because it's very easy to listen to a focus group and decide that actually they are agreeing with something that you, you know, your preconceived idea 
but if you hear what they say, your content will be far, far greater. The third principle, talking to each other, to your peers within an organisation. So the people in your organisation that have all the raw material for your content, the subject matter experts, they're the ones you need to talk to. So that's about products, about audience, about sales trends, all that type of thing. Uh, if you get in a room with three or four of your peers, inevitably you'll come up with some great ideas. You'll also learn stuff. And I think that's something, you know, when you learn stuff from an ideas generation session, it probably means that what you've learned isn't a bad idea to produce content about. Because if you didn't know it, others didn't know it as well. So talk to your peers, which brings us to the fourth principle. Any of your peers can come up with a good idea. Yeah, and I think this is something that has changed a lot over the last couple of decades. Um, as the world and customers have changed, so too have the need to listen to people within your organisation. So it's, a, it's proven that diversity of thought creates better outcomes. And it's true for, um, for business generally, but it's very true for content. The more diversity of thought you can have in a room, the better. We often see ideas generating rooms filled with people from the same function. So a group of communications people will sit in a room and then attempt to generate you know, a month or three months worth of ideas. It's really hard to do that because there's no diversity of thought in the room. Which brings us to principle number five, opposing views in the same room. Yeah, I mean, th this is where it really starts getting fun. If you're in a room people don't like each other or people have different ideas on things, that is where you will come up with by far the best content ideas, simply because you've got sparks flying. And presumably everyone is on the same page in, in the sense that you're trying to get certain outcome for customers and for the company they've just got different ways of doing it so if you can explore those different ways you will have so many content ideas that, that flow from that okay so that's about talking to people talking to people inside your organization talking to people outside your organization that's our first five principles for generating good ideas we're moving on from talking to people number six read widely and it's obvious i know but it's okay to borrow ideas. It's okay, you know, if you think of some of the great academic works, they've actually borrowed ideas from offshore and transplanted them locally. If you think of some of the magazines you read, often they've taken an idea from someone else and just taken a different twist on it. I think reading widely in life is by far the best way to come up with your own ideas. Yeah. There's a cliche in, um, in, in newspapers that says there's only two sources of ideas, talking to people and reading stuff. And it's, it's a bit pat, but it's true that reading other publications, other people's work, your competitors' output, um, all the information that comes into your office on a daily basis, that's a, a huge source of ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, in, in uh, newsrooms, often there'd be so much angst because someone just had a better idea than you. So you'd see something online and you'd read it and you think, bugger it, that actually is what I should have done. And you know, journalists were always, always competitive over about who had better ideas. Number seven, and it's sort of related, you can repeat good ideas. So a good idea this year is probably a good idea next year and possibly a good idea the year after. So it's not just sending the same information to the same audience because under the know your audience principle, you know that your audience 
needs change and different audiences come through. So we often use the examples of um, every year new kids start at school. Um, those families have a new information need than they did last year. That need will move on the following year, but then a new group of people will start school and a new group of families will become that audience. Every year um, people become mothers for the first time. A group of people buys a house, another group of people gets made redundant. Those stories that are useful for those audiences remain useful year after year after year and can be repeated effectively. Yeah. So just because it's old to you doesn't mean it's old to them. Yeah, but even, even sometimes when it's old to you, I, I think that you can still repeat it because you forget. So when there's an old audience, even if they're a little bit familiar with it, you can still repeat it. Calendars. Calendars. Love calendars. Great thing about calendars, if you can sit there and spend a time working out all the events that are going to happen over the next 12 months, you pretty much have plenty of content over the next 12 months because particularly in corporates where you're trying to play off news events to actually grab your audience, if you're having a calendar of events that are coming up over the next six months, that means you've got all this time to plan to get great quality content out there. Principle nine. This is your favourite, Sean. Ask, ask really dumb questions. And the thing is, when you ask a dumb question in a crowded room, and it's difficult, but often plenty of other people in the room actually wished or want to know the answer to that dumb question, but probably didn't have the nerve to actually ask it. And if that's the case, inevitably, there's something that's missing in the explanation, or there might be a great story or a great idea that comes out of it. So asking really dumb questions often ends up generating great ideas. In journalism, you know, you're always taught to ask dumb questions and sometimes the simplest question to a CEO would get the CEO in a tangle because he or she may not have even totally known the answer. It was sort of assumed knowledge and it's a great way to create ideas and content. It's really important to... Um to not underestimate how simple most people's needs are. So there's a, there's a story yeah, a we point. sometimes tell that um, a leading bank told us that the, uh, the single most used feature on their banking systems across their websites and apps and everything was balance check. So people wanted to know if they had enough money to afford a purchase. So people's needs are sometimes really simple and by asking simple questions, you can get to the nub of what your audience is after. And the final principle, do it regularly. This isn't something that you do once a year or even once a month. You have to do it. Things change. Uh, two weeks ago, we're in December in the Australian summer, and two weeks ago, everyone was talking about and writing about Steve Smith, the cricketer, being the only person who could bat in the Australian cricket team. And most of the ideas coming out of the sports media were how do you replace Steve Smith? Two weeks later, Steve Smith's the only frontline batsman who hasn't scored runs. And the whole idea from two weeks ago is no longer relevant today. Things change. Things, things change and you've got to take advantage of things changing. And also back to what we said right at the beginning, ideas, planning is a muscle and it needs to be exercised. If you don't do it regularly, you don't get good at it. So there are our 10 principles of generating ideas. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Understanding Content. Get in touch with us via Simon at AylmerAnderson.com or Sean at AylmerAnderson.com or your preferred social media outlet. Thank you.